Hello, Hi Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the book of Exodus, and we are still in the middle of the Ten Commandments, actually on the third commandment, which is in Exodus 20, verse 7. And Taylor, if you'd read that for us, that'd be wonderful. Sure, I'd love to. Let's read the word of the Lord together. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is a very short one, but I have to say, uh, I think that this is probably one of the most misunderstood of the Ten Commandments. I think it's probably, it might be the top the top one of misunderstood. I think most people have heard of this commandment in terms of not swearing by saying, oh God, or using Jesus Christ in place of an expletive or so, you know, some type of uh, a casual use, misuse of the name of God in some way. And I, I guess that could be like a certain kind of minor subset of what this commandment is talking about. But I think if, if that's what we think it's about, it's really missing the point. This is not about um, church etiquette or or politeness or or propriety. Uh, not at all. That that would be really, I think, missing the point. Um, in in the ancient in this ancient world in these ancient cultures name is a way of, a name stands for your identity it's who you are there's so much invested in a name i mean you think about like people who talk about like their 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 name uh, is the only thing that matters to them or you know actually for me i think about my uh, grandfather on my dad's side i remember him when i was a really little kid sitting down and explaining to me how our family name really meant something and that you were in essence carrying this name and you represented the family. And so we have certain values that we live by. We do things a certain way. The rest of the world may do things a different way. It doesn't matter. That's not who we are. And so the name represents kind of our identity, our values, all these things together. And because it's a shared name, you know, name that's given to us, uh, what we do reflects on the rest of the family, whether we like it or not. And so if we act in a way that puts our family's name in a bad light, um, I think that's in a way a kind of akin to taking the Lord's name in vain. The The root word here for for taking the Lord's name in vain, or as it says here, misusing the name of the Lord, uh, the synonyms would be things like uh, treating it falsely or treating it as being worthless, um, not something to be valued or treasured. And so I think Yes, at the at the most basic level, this command means that we treat the name of the Lord, the actual name, with care and honor. But beyond that, I think it means in many ways kind of living up to the name of the Lord. In many places, uh, the Bible calls uh, God's people, people who are called by his name, that we, just like in my, uh, fam in my uh, natural family, uh, carrying that name means I represent the family. Well, carrying God's name means we represent the family. Um, and this carries over into the New Testament as well. I, I know in Revelation 2.17, uh, we're given this promise, and I think this uh, promise really captures this idea of identity. Jesus says that he will give his children a new name, but each of us written on a white stone, a name known only to the person who receives it. And so it's like saying that God will know you, Jesus will know you and reveal to you your deepest identity, who you are, something that will be known only to you because God has revealed it to you and to God. And so this would be kind of this, this shared understanding between you that God will know you in a way that no one else does. And you will know you 
in a deeper way because God reveals it to you. And then carrying on this idea in Revelation 3, um, it says that the one who is victorious, so all of God's children, I will make a pillar in the temple of God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God. This is Jesus speaking. And the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. And so God's identity, Jesus's identity is invested into us. We will, you know, we will carry the name of God in a way that we haven't been able to so far. We will, I, I take this to mean that we will be able to finally live up to the name that we have been given. And this name signifies this, this deep abiding relationship with God whose name will be written on us in, in an eternal way. So this is so much more than not just saying, oh God, or Jesus, or, or, or whatever else yeah. we might uh, have heard. It's much more about um, treating God's name, God's identity, God's uh, person as something of great value to be treated with great respect. And it means to live up to that, that we have been called by God's name. And so we're, we're called to share that identity. And so we need to recognize this. So anyway, that, I, I've gone off for a little while. Uh, Taylor, I'm wondering what you see this, because I'm sure that I'm, I'm pretty confident that we share a pretty similar understanding here. Yeah, I think we do. And, you know, I, I, I really agree. And I, I, I appreciate how you like that, that you drew out that in the ancient cultures names had so much more significance than they do now it's not that names are meaningless now but to but I, I mean I could not I really I really appreciate that you said that like that names evoke the full identity of someone hmm. you know I think of um, there's sometimes in scripture where like there is genuine humor in in the Bible and one of those uh, is the story of the seven sons of Sceva in Acts 19 uh, which is a story where these kind of itinerant uh, ministers who are not really followers of Jesus, they see Paul casting out demons. And so in Jesus's name, and so they decide that they're going to go try this, but they don't actually know Jesus. They're not actually followers of Jesus. And so they try to, uh, you know, cast out these demons in Paul's name and in Jesus name. And humorously, the demon says, made it as humorous as you can get with demons, I guess, uh, says, you know, Paul, I know Jesus, I know, but who are you? And then the demon overpowers them. And then they have to they, there's some struggle and they flee the building naked and embarrassed and humiliated. Uh, but they tried to use the name of the Lord in vain. Like that's, that's, that is a very, I mean, that's a, that's a wild and crazy example, but that is, that's using the Lord's name in vain, trying to evoke the power of God or the power of Jesus without knowing Jesus, without having God's blessing to do so to, in a way that might be, you know, manipulative or, not authentic, you know, I, a much, much lighter hearted version of this. Um, I just can't help but remember my college days. I went to a Christian university that was, uh, well, I'll just say, if you don't know anything about Christian universities, dating cultures, consider yourself fortunate. <laughs> but there's this really common uh, thing, all too common thing, where uh, people would say to each other, you know, God really told me that we're supposed to be together. And, you know, a common retort to that was really because I didn't get that message, <laughs> but it was, it was a manipulative way to try to get somebody who wasn't interested in you to date you. And I've, I watched it happen. I literally watched it happen. And so, yes, it's humorous. It's funny looking back, but it is also genuinely taking the Lord's name in vain. It's trying to manipulate someone uh, by evoking the power and authority of God, which people are inclined, uh, who are faithful people, inclined to obey. And so it's really like a counterfeit 
uh, spiritual authority. And I, it makes perfect sense to me why God would say that's not okay. Like that's a big deal. That makes the top 10 list of don't do, uh, you know, and I would say there's, there's much more serious ways uh, that this occurs in society and throughout human history. And I say one of the really common ways throughout history um, is in the form of Christian nationalism. And we, you know, see that that phrase gets tossed around uh, more recently in American culture, but it's not a uniquely American thing. It's occurred throughout history uh, in many different countries. And, you know, folks will use, you know, try to use and misuse the authority of God uh, for violent ends or for exclusionary ends. And, you know, the problem with Christian nationalism is that the kingdom transcends all borders and God is for all people. And so saying God is for me and against you is really antithetical to the message of Jesus. And so that's that, that kind of really, I think, gets to the core of this. You, you know, you said, and I agree that this is one of the most misunderstood of the of the Ten Commandments. And, and, and I think that's I don't know. I grew up where it was just kind of it was kind of hammered into me of like, you know, don't say don't use God's name as, as a curse word. And you're right. Those are you don't want to do that. But really, it is so much deeper than that. It's it's a warning about trying to misuse God's authority in a way that misrepresents God to the world. You know, mm. we're, we're called to be communicators and and demonstrators of who God is in how we live our lives. And so we want others to know God. Uh, through us. And if we are using God's name in ways that doesn't represent God's character, then we're fundamentally missing the point of what we're called to do. And so this is, a, I think, a really important uh, warning for us uh, that we should use God's name in ways that reflect who God honestly is, not who we want God to be. Uh, and, you know, so a real good litmus test for this is, is the God that we're demonstrating when we evoke that name, loving, caring, just, merciful, a God who desires liberation and flourishing for all people, a person who's interested in forgiveness. Is that the sort of God that people will understand we're talking about when we're using God's name? Uh, because if not, then there's a good chance that we're manipulating God's name for our own purposes. So those are my thoughts, John. I'm curious how that lands with you. No, I, I really like what you said about how it's uh, at the heart of this is we're misrepresenting God. And, and I think that in, in many ways uh, brings us back into the structure of the Ten Commandments. We had uh, putting God first, and then the second command was not to make false images, so we're not to visually misrepresent God and degrade who God is. And then this, this command then would be to not verbally misrepresent God and degrade who God is um, out of that misrepresentation. So, misrepresentation. so I think uh, the way you put it that way, I think is perfectly fitting and in line with kind of the flow of the Ten Commandments uh, so far. Yeah. So then the question comes, what, what's the positive side of this? And I think that would be like, you, you know, would be to represent God well, to be yeah. honest and, and to live up to the things that, that we say when we, you know, we go by the name Christian, when we go by the name of Christ, that that would actually be our genuine goal is to, you know, recognize we, we do it imperfectly and, but, and, and we're in constant need of God's power and redemption. But at the same time that that would truly be our heart's desire and our goal and what we're working towards is to live faithfully uh, to God's identity, to Jesus's revealed identity and, and showing us who God is, that we would be all the things that you mentioned or, you know, just looking at the fruit of the spirit to look at the ways that God's character has been revealed and to say that's that's who we want to be. That's that's our 
quote unquote idol. That's what we're we're trying to live up to, not these other false idols in the world around us. Yeah, you know, it as you're saying that, it, what comes to mind is is the name Christian. Like we we learned in the Book of Acts that it was initially an insult of like there go those little Christs. Like, you know, I just I can only hear that in a mocking tone in in that mm -hmm. in that scripture, and I think you know. Whoa, what a great, <laughs> I mean, what a great thing to be called. I, I would just like be over the moon if someone said, oh, look at that person. He's, you know, look at Taylor. He's so much like Jesus. That would make my, that make my month. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, that's it. Those early Christians were doing exactly what they were supposed to do. I love how you phrase that. You know, what's the positive, uh, what's, the, what's the positive lesson here? Because it's not just a warning. It's also an encouragement in it, which is to represent God well. And I would hope that for anyone watching this Devo or for those as we read the scripture, that we would not uh, read this and be paralyzed and think, oh, I, you know, I might trip up. I might do this wrong. Remember, we're talking about the God of grace here. Uh, and so this is this is a prohibition. This is a warning against, you know, intentional manipulation, intentional misuse. Uh, and we want to be thoughtful. Uh, but I don't think we, we I don't want anyone to I want to be careful. I don't want to mishear any this what we're saying here that, you know, you're, you're going to like accidentally trip up into this. Uh, you know, by saying the wrong words. I, I grew up kind of thinking that, that if I said the wrong word, that, you know, God was going to punish me uh, in a way. And I, that just really does not match the heart of God that we see revealed in scripture. So I, I want to just be clear about that <laughs> before we end today. So, yeah. Well, uh, with that in mind, why don't you uh, close this in prayer that we would live faithfully to the name of God? Amen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ah, loving God, we thank you that your name is worthy to be praised that your name is the name above all names. Would you inspire us and encourage us today to be faithful representatives of your holy name, that those in our midst and in our presence around us, our friends, our neighbors, our family, would know your love because of the way that we love them. Lord, we ask your blessing over our lives today. We ask that you would go with us, that we would sense your presence, that we would be inspired to live as you call us to live. And it is in your holy name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. I hope you're able to continue this journey with us tomorrow as we pick up with the fourth commandment. Go in peace. <laughs>